He's got a bit of a run on here, Atkinson. It's a great run. Now, what about the finish? Hello and welcome back to the Lions Roar, a podcast from two Villa fans about everything claret and blue. This week, Cameron is away, but I'm joined by two loyal Aston Villa fans and friends of the podcast. We've got John Joe Rooney. John Joe, hello. How you doing? And Stevie Green. Hello. So we're going to kick off this week um, and talk about last week's game, Villa Wolves. Uh, who wants to Who wants to start us off? You can. <laughs> John, John Joe, you're okay, in there. Okay. Um, a couple of weeks ago, when I was last on the pod, actually, we were... Uh, discussing the game, yeah, um, and I think I, I said, and I, and I stick to it. I think this month is a massive month for Bruce, but also to see where we're at. I I didn't fancy just to beat Wolves, although thought it could be likely depending on how the game went. Um, but I, but I just think Wolves are streets ahead of a lot of teams in that yeah. league. I mean, the top of the reason on good merit, but I think when you look at the likes of Cardiff, I think Wolves are totally are, are far better than them. So I thought it'd be a tough game, but on reflection, I think. We were lacking key ingredients for like a local derby. You know, the fight, the hunger. I think Wolves had it in abundance and I think we were lacking that. Uh, and I think that showed on the pitch and with the result. And I, and I, you know, I just wasn't surprised how the game went. Very disappointed, but I wasn't surprised. We need to get a bit more um, energy about us and, uh, and, and give it a better go in the next two games. I think Fulham will be tough and obviously Birmingham, similar to Wolves, local derby. In fact, a lot, a lot more, um, a lot more um, hostile and everything. Yeah. So I think... I hope, I hope Bruce recognises that we weren't quite up to scratch against Wolves, and uh, and we start shaping up for the next derby. Yeah, you mentioned their energy there. Out of um, out of a hundred, let's give it. Um, how what would you how where would you rate their like Villa's energy level, and then rate and then rate um, Wolves oh, on that game. Just yeah, on that game. Um, not 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 individuals, just the whole team overall. So we're talking like a FIFA rating or something <laughs> for energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was just slow. I, I think maybe, I don't know, like 60% and Wolves were like... Yeah, even that high. Well, maybe not that high, but I think I think a lot of it wasn't for lack of trying. I think Wolves just commanded the game mm. and um, and we were uh, surplus to a lot of things that they were doing. I think we were just, we were passengers throughout a lot of it. But, um, I mean, in other recent games, that hasn't been how we are. No. I think, um, you know, we had the international break. We naturally don't, we haven't, Always done well after that, yeah. um, but I, I don't think this was tiredness. I, I genuinely think we were just outclassed. Yeah, Stevie, you were saying off air about the uh, about how we don't usually play uh, well straight off the back mm. of a, an international break. Um, what was your thought on on how our performance was off this uh, well, off this international? Yeah, I mean, traditionally we don't. Whether we're in good form or not, we don't play well when we come back no. from an international break, and we, we do actually have quite a lot of internationals in that squad and. They're all from far-flung places. But what worries me is that when you, you you come back from these international breaks and everyone is still a little bit depleted and not quite, perhaps not quite ready to go straight back into the, the, the sort of thickness of the, of the league season, is that they're just not economical with the energy they have. They're not smart enough to come up with a game plan that will means they don't have to go a million miles an hour yeah. and can sort of sit back a little bit or just slow the game down to their own advantage. Like yeah. They just don't know how to do that. Um, we're, we've, we kind of mentioned um, Codger a little bit off air and how he was one that we're all tip, typically disappointed in. Mm. Um, he did, I don't, I'm not sure, but did he go away on international duty? Do you know, does anybody know? 
No. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because, well, I really hope for his sake that he did and you could use that as an excuse because mm. his performance was, for me, individual, like, that was poor performance. He shut down completely, didn't he? Yeah. Um He was getting wound up too easily and he, he just wasn't anywhere near his most dangerous. And when he does that, it's dangerous for so, so many different reasons because we're impotent in attack. Yeah. He risks getting a red card and shooting us in the foot for the coming weeks. And he's just a passenger. Yeah. Um, they didn't particularly man-mark him, so I couldn't... I don't think they could... Um, I don't think they he could use that as an excuse. I think that more than anything, they just marked the players that he probably would have been fed from. Mm. I think that was the, the biggest thing. That probably what created his frustration, really, um, so that he wasn't getting the, the delivery um, into his, like, atypical, like... In the, in front of him, mm. or, or even driving, so that he the ball coming to him when he so he can drive at the players. Um, so that was probably one thing that slightly frustrated him. Um, rating out of a hundred, as I've, I've asked John Joe, rating out of a hundred for their energy. <laughs> Fifty five, sixty. <laughs> yeah, same. Pretty, pretty low. Middle of the park. Yeah, fine. Um, okay, I'm going to ask this. Uh, I want from both of you a best and worst player. From that game, I'm, I've got my, I've picked mine, so I'll give mine as well. But uh, yeah, go for it. I th- I'm, well, I th- I'm just go with Kodja. Yeah. I, th- I think someone who can score as many as he Kodja best best player, <laughs> <laughs> best worst player. Um, no, I think I think Kodja's, Kodja was the worst. I think when you when you I mean how heavily we relied on him last year for his goals. Um, he hasn't exactly been cock of the walk this season because I think we're chipping him from elsewhere. Yeah, which should mean he tries more and he shouldn't let any game slip. We know he can be a bit petulant, and so some of the best um, strikers can be, but we cannot afford to lose a player like that from a game. Uh, you may as well have had him subbed off, because I think someone like Hogan um, would have ran tirelessly. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd put Kodja down there. I mean, expectation should be high for someone like that. He's a, he's a very mm, good player. Mm. Um, he's not a complete article yet at all. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not even sure he'd be ready for the Premier League, to be honest. I think he'd be easily worked out. But um, in Inter- ga- interesting, just because sorry to interrupt, but sorry. interesting just because some people had been touting him as Premier League quality. Yeah, and, and I've had discussions with friends. I think I, I don't think he's got a good enough brain, um, and I think the standard of defending in the Premier League is far greater than the Championship. Um, look, he hasn't had a chance, so he could absolutely prove me wrong, and I hope he does with us. Yeah. Um, but I think he has to wise up a bit, and I certainly think you lose the petulance. He hasn't earned that right yet for me. Um, but when he is like he was against Wolves, we are effectively got. A man less, and we we can't we we're not good enough to win games with ten men. I don't think. No. Okay, uh, and then worst player, best player. Oh, sorry, best player. I had the fear of God when I saw Hutton in that lineup. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think most people did. I, I did people. as well. Yeah, yeah. and um, and you know, hats off. I think he put in a great shift. Um, I think I think he did well out of position as well. But I think I've, I've never been able to question his desire and um, hunger and and. Um, willingness I, th- I think that's never in question it- it's always come down to capability for me okay. and I think he's been restricted by his own ability but actually what we asked him to do um, he's the sort of player with his mentality put him in a derby you know you- you're going to get blood and thunder from him yeah, yeah. I think on reflection he- with Delat not ready he-, he probably was the right choice um, and despite being disappointed and my heart sank seeing it I'm not sure who else would have stepped in and I certainly think he did as well as anyone in our team yeah, and yeah it, there was that tackle in the first half. Yeah. It was stunning. I, I, thought it was gonna, I thought it was going to wipe out half the crowd with that tackle. 
No, but yeah. fair play to him. Um, he did well. Tackle, yeah. He did really well throughout the whole game. Um, but that's a sorry state of affairs, really, isn't it? When your best player is Alan Hutton at yeah. left back. Yeah, I don't so, know. We, we've got some friends amongst us that would probably <laughs> we disagree. <do>. I <laughs> think he's a fan's favourite for for what well, in, in fan's favourite in terms of. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? An it ironic is a bit, favorite, I think everyone knows his ability isn't quite there, but but he's um, but someone who tries and gives his all, which is the very least the footballers should be doing. Mm. Let's face it. But I think he'll always get backed by the Villa fans um, on commitment. But really, if we want to be looking to get out of this league, we need we need better players. But as we're talking about the best player the other day, I'll yeah. pat him on the back because I think you know credit where it's due. Okay, yeah. Stevie, would you agree? Yeah, would I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. No, I think most people would probably just for that first tackle that that was uh, great and that put that set his game up for him. I think everyone was kind of like, right, well, we see which way Alan Hutton's going this game. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I probably wouldn't have disagreed with you for either of those. Except for maybe Hutton, I, I think Sam Johnson. Yes, he was. Yes, like El Amadi was massively at fault for those two goals, um, and I think if anything for the next game, Hutton should be replacing him, not uh, the left back position. Okay. Um, I think if if Delat's ready, put put him in. But if not, then obviously we're out of choice. But. Um, Johnson would be for me um, a uh, he would be uh, up there with the uh, picks for best player. Um, one notable mention would be Whelan. Mm. I don't know if anybody else would agree, but I would say for me it was a larger majority of the game when I thought actually he 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 played really really well. He was in the, all the right places at all the right times. No particularly um, bad passing. Um, offered everything that I wanted from. Or offered everything that, that Jedinak often offers, mm. um, and and yeah, that was quite positive. Um, him and Hurahan linking up well. Yeah, they look good. They look good for well for a portion of the game anyway. I think. Yeah, um, just for me, my little notes that I made um, on the game, um, we didn't really have any chances, no. and, and I think there was one Snodgrass one very early on when it was like a looping ball, but that that set the stand that sent the uh, kind of theme for the day. It was like, well, we're just going to loop balls in. And even even when they brought um, Hogan on, it was like, right, well, we're still going to loop balls in, even though we've got like a five foot five striker at yeah, the top. You can't play. He's not, yeah, he's, and he's a clever player as well. Like, put the balls in like on on the side, and and he'll run, he'll chase everything. You know, well. Um, so that was a really just the fact that we had no chances was, was a particularly poor point for me. Um, Codger luckily luckily didn't. And he was very lucky to not get sent off or booked even. Um, and then he even give us a penalty for a high foot. I don't know if any of you saw that. Mm. That yeah. was that was something that, going back to his petulant points, um, that was something that I was like, well, I, 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 can't, I can't really fault him for like trying to get the ball away. But at the same time, you must think what he's doing at the mm. same, you know, he while, knows while he's the, playing. The opposition player is going to go in for that with his head especially he especially in the box yeah he's maybe a bit naive I think to give him a bit of a back in there that on instinct um, the guy sort of jumping in with his head it's not very low don't get me wrong but no. I, I could see why he did it because your first reaction is to, is to clear it like that um, the thing is this season and certainly in the championship the refs have been appalling so mm. could easily have been a pen I mean I don't even know what what the um what what the rule is because they, they, they kind of change every week and you know the refs aren't consistent even in the Premier League we've seen some 
um, high-profile instance. But um, I think we've dis- discussed this before where we've had yeah, absolutely horrendous refereeing. Awful refereeing. But I think, and, and on that, I'd, I'd give him a bit more of the benefit of the doubt compared to how he was throughout the rest of the game. Mm. Um, so continuing on, uh, the Wolves pretty much threatened all the first half and we did absolutely nothing about it in the second half tactically to change that. I don't know if any of you would disagree with that. I think that is... Bruce, I don't, I don't think he's strong tactically. Really, I no. think. Um, I mean, look at Bolton; he made the right subs actually, and I think for the first time I thought oh, he's actually making the right decisions. Yeah. I think even going back to the very first game of the season, one 0 up against Hull, they were going to come out the second half flying out the traps, and we didn't react until very late. Well, we had a push, and obviously Green missed a sitter, but it was for a long time coming. We could have been a couple of goals down at that point. I, th- I think that is a big um, side of Bruce that he that he isn't strong on, and I think. I just don't think we were pressing enough against Wolves. I don't think we were mm. positive enough. I think if you close teams down a lot, you get the ball back a lot quicker. Yeah. Paul funny. McGrath said that. Yeah, I was just about <laughs> to say, yeah, funnily enough, God spoke and he did say <laughs> such things. Um, yeah, he said uh, something along the lines of Villa uh, Villa players needed to close the, close the other team down with the ball and they'd, they'd get a lot more possession. It it's would, it common would sense. I mean, combat their uh, position at the time. And oh. I, think, I think that goes, sorry, Steve, I think, I think that, that goes at any level of football. If you're if you're fit and you're and you're chasing, you, you'll win the ball back. You'll press them. Look what Pep's doing at Man City. They're doing it in droves. He's done it at every club he's been at. But I think you've got to take advice from that. We're too slow. I think people like Wheeling do slow us down and play that bad against Wolves. But I think I'd be quite keen to see someone like um, Onoma jumping because I think he's got a bit more about him. Um, I just find we're quite slow and sluggish. And we were against Bolton, but I put that down to maybe um, a lot of games in quick succession. Mm. Um, and after the break, we may say they were tired, but I. I Willing's never going to be fast. <clears throat> Do you think we're like a like a tractor team where we we once we've got some momentum we've got we've got something about us, but if from a cold start we're never going to be uh, firing out the out the uh, traps as such. I don't really think we've got it in us. You don't think? I don't think we've got the players to do that. Um, don't get me wrong. We've got I think we've got one of the best squads in the division, mm. but that specific job I don't think they they can do. And it's frustrating because we have seen them do it before. Um, but they just never, you know, they don't learn from it. They don't learn that it works. They don't keep it up. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's because they can't, because, if it, you know, if it's working, no one's going to tell you to stop doing it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's, it's interesting. Um, well, I think we've we've just about covered off Wolves in total, and we could probably move on from that uh, horrendous experience um, and move onwards to the Fulham game. Um, how's everyone think this is going to play out? I would... I'd probably say, for me, I think Fulham probably going to come at us pretty hard, especially on that left wing, which worries me, given what I said earlier about the Hutton Hutton uh, replacing Ilamadi. So I think maybe maybe I might backtrack on that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't see it going well. I'd keep um, Ilamadi, Ilamadi, however you say him. I, I, I'd yeah. keep him right back. I don't, I don't think we were doing a great deal wrong before the international break. And I think having a consistent team. I think we had a good shape. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably keep it as it is. But but, I, but at the same time, I do fear a bit of Fulham. I think I mentioned off air that I thought them and Wolves were my original tip before the season started to go up. Um, and they're kind of similar position to us, um, a point or so away, I think. Um, I think we're in for a tough game. We had, I think it was, about, in fact, it was exactly this time last year we played them at home. Um, no, that's my birthday on the day of the game, and I went on. <laughs> but um, but I, I mean, we had a tough game then, 
Although when I went to their place at Craven Cottage towards the end of the season, I mean, that was that was a very different Fulham team, firing on all cylinders, um, scoring goals and playing really good football. I, th- I think we could be, I think it's going to be a tough game. That's what I think. Um, we need to react against Wolves and I think there's things like pressing um, higher up the pitch and um, being a bit more positive. I think we need to bring that in. Um, but I think we are a team who are typically better set up to be away from home. Mm. I mean, against Bolton, they let us have the ball and we didn't really know what to do with it and they sat behind it made it difficult. I don't know if Fulham will do that, but I think they'll make it tough for us. It's funny that you, you say that because, yeah, we are uh, an attacking team away from home, but even like at home, I've seen us press really high at Villa Park and that's it's kind of an odd thing to see for Villa because I'm just not used to seeing that. Not not for a good few years since like, Maybe the O'Neill eras. Yeah, we did it on the O'Neill. I think the worry is as well, the further high, the further up the pitch we are, um, if they get behind us, then Terry, Terry and Chester aren't catching. No, he's quick. Struggle. I mean, you I, see it at Wolves, they were. Yeah, I have through. noticed that Terry's the one that he does instigate that kind of high pressing, but he'll also he'll also stick back because he's aware of his own yeah. failures. Yeah, uh, which is quite. It just goes to show how clever he is, and you know he's he knows he knows his own strengths. Put it that way. Um, Stevie, what do you think? What do you think the uh, score's going to be? Oh, I don't know. I don't give, predict give us, scores. <laughs> you don't, don't. I, was, I was hoping some uh, help in my uh, fan score. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I go into every game, despite this, you know, being nine and beaten before last weekend, just expecting defeat. And that probably says more about me than it does the team. But you know, um, okay. Well, um, on the weekend, uh, is it? Was it not Doyle Hayes? Who was the youngster that come on? With Hogan. Callum O'Hare. Callum O'Hare, O'Hare that's yeah. it, yeah. Um, he played again um, in the midweek game under 23s um, alongside Jack Grealish. Yeah, nice Grealish to see him back, yeah. him back on the field. How, how long did Grealish play? Uh, 60 minutes. Got 60, okay. Yeah, uh, which was good. Good, um, yeah. I think both the goals were scored. Oh, no, sorry, one goal was scored after. Um, but good to see. Yeah. Um, they were go, going in hard for him as well. Yeah. They were, uh, <laughs> weren't holding... Um, ducking any punches but um, yeah I mean I'd like to see uh, the youngster play possibly in that position where uh, Davis would play I mean I know these I know that he's played a good few amount of games but or even even take Codger off and put him on as an impact player I think that might just spurn him possibly I'm hoping in the, in the Albert Adoma-esque way to uh, to start playing better you'd hope he'd have the same mentality Both both players are are very attacking minded. It's a possibility, but I'd worry that if we do that, we're, we'd be lightweight up top. And I don't, I don't mean in the sense of mm. physical stature because Keenan Davis is yeah, a big yeah. boy, but I think without an experienced player leading the line, I think these these kids, as good as they, they are and as good as well as they're playing at the moment, yeah. I just think the outlet wouldn't be there. Yeah, if the goal went in, they'd head, head a drop instantly. Well, that happens anyway, but I just think you need, I think. What what Codger's so good at is that he's he's very wily and he can pick a bit of space that he can wriggle himself into. I don't think either of those guys can do that. I mean, Callum O'Hare might be able to. I don't know. I yeah, seen he's more of, of a he's a more of a direct play. He's um, a creative yeah. player for sure, which would help. But that's yeah. why I'd rather him and Codger. Yeah, rather fine. than him and Davis. Well, it gives us two options for attacking. Okay, that's so we'll go back to taking days Davis off mm. and say that's that as an option instead of Hogan. Because I just don't think 
some of the players know how to play with Hogan. And I've, yeah. I've said it before, so I'm I'm not going to dwell on it too much. But with we play with wingers, and with wingers, you can't play a little forward like that. No, no, it's it, never it, going to work. It doesn't work. Um, so I think, I think if we if we did an, an, an option, I would put I would certainly be looking to put someone like that on. I, I I don't really agree. I, I think because with Davis, if you take him out of the team, I think we instantly lost our link between midfield and attack. He, he yeah. does something that I don't think anyone else does. I think Codge can do it in a different different way. Um, I think O'Hare could never be played the same way we're playing Davis. I mean, he's used as a target man, but he's useful on the ball. I remember seeing O'Hare at Colchester and he was busy. He was absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think you get that from the young players who, unlike we saw with Codge against Wolves, there'll be no shrugging of the shoulders and giving up. They'll be running through Wolves for you. Um, I think Bruce will only see him as an impact player. I'd be surprised if he started him. But I think he should be getting more game time because mm. he's unpredictable and he's tricky mm. and he's, I see him in a number 10 role really. Yeah. He's everywhere and he, he gives he gives everything. I think against Colchester in that game, um, which is the only game I've seen him live this season, they moved him out wide towards the end and we made a load of changes. It was the League Cup and he was kind of ineffective. He was linking up really well with Hurahan mm. um, in that middle and pushing forward and being a link for the attack. I think with David now he's young and I, I can't we can't put all the hopes on him but I think the way we've been playing I think Davies brings the best out of Codger because he he can sit back a bit deeper and can can be a threat from there whereas if he's stuck up top I think they can handle him a bit easier mm. so I would rather keep Davies up there I certainly wouldn't replace Fur O'Hare but I'd keep Davies up there I wouldn't mind seeing Hogan because if Codger's going to throw his arms and not be effective I think he can't rest on his laurels there um, I just think there's a real player in Hogan I take the point about wingers, but I think he's. Um, I mean, if Hogan was in that Wolves team last last week, I mean, if he's if he's in the Wolves team, he's scoring yeah, yeah. loads, and I know that's a bit unfair because they're they're class. But I think um, but they're more of a like a uh, play at the ball on the floor. They play it a lot, yeah. And and when we had Ben Teke, we were great because we were crossing it and he scored from anywhere. Um, I think I, I worry that Hogan's going to get phased out eventually and we'll end up moving. Yeah. But I just feel like it's another one of those players who. I was really excited about, but Could I don't. Order, I don't it? think we can um, make the right use of. Or Bruce isn't making use of him as much, and we've got this eighteen-year-old who's doing great. But I don't think we can rest everything on his shoulders. Mm. No, I mean, yeah, I, I've I've long had the debate about Hogan. Like, I think he's a very clever player. But again, just going back to what I said earlier about the, just we just don't know how to play with him, or maybe Bruce doesn't. I think, which is weird because Bruce <clears throat> wanted him. He's wanted yeah, him for yeah, a long time, like, and. I think it's a shame that him and Codger are having such difficulty linking up because, you know, uh, who was it that Codger threaded the ball for a, for a dome against? Barnsley away. Barnsley, Barnsley away. yeah, yeah. That, that assist yeah, yeah. Basically, had Hogan written all over yeah, it, you know. Yeah. And that was because Davis was further up. Yeah. And maybe not that passage of play, but, I mean, Codger was all over the park then, in the middle, and, and was a threat. And against Forrest, he won the free kick for Huran mm. from deep in our half. I think he can... I think when he's freed up there... Codger this is he's um they can't put one man on him because he, he's driving forward mm. and I think Davis is taking loads on he can bring players in a bit like what we used to get from Benteke he would make that link and before we found this 4-4-2 system with Davis we couldn't link midfield and attack enough mm. for me um, so I think there's a positive there and at home we should be trying to win at home all the time and not be trying to surrender possession all the time but we, we need yeah. to do it effectively I mean even with our wins this year I've seen far too many times when we've gone one up and just been lacklustre at home and it's just it's really depressing I, I can't understand why or how this where this mentality has come from but it always seems to be it, like for a long long time way before this team 
like Villa, they just seem to have this like mentality of going one up and then just 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 leave it. Mm. I think that, and then if they get an opportunity, they'll take it. But eh. it always feel, feels that, uh, feels that way that God, are we going to throw it away? And mm. for years, it was that we did, and late goals as well. I think there is a couple of mentality issues as well. I mean, I I, I don't. I, I, I mentioned to my friends the other day, when we go down to 10 men, we haven't got a cat in hell's chance of winning. Other yeah. teams seem to pull wins out the bag and they make it difficult. Yeah. It feels like the end of the game when we, I think when we play Middlesbrough. It's like we can't even hang on. We can't, we, we <laughs> yeah. know. It's curtains. And maybe that's me being typically pessimistic, but whenever we go down to 10 men, when, when we play Middlesbrough in the league and uh, Traore went off, fourth minute or whatever it was, I was thinking, this is great. But we couldn't, <laughs> Beat a team with ten men. <laughs> yeah, if we're the team with ten men, we get rolled over yeah. so easily. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a um, a whole team spirit thing. I'm I'm not sure that there's. I think there's a weak link there within the Villa club. It's not necessarily. Um, he may not be playing yet, or still, or uh, at the moment. But I think there is a weak link. Um, I'm not sure who it is, but it's 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 obviously there. It's a it's a real shame. It's been there for so long, and this, you know we've we've said this through several different squads. Yeah, yeah. managers, yeah, and managers. Yeah, I, th- I think I just, I just don't <laughs> get where it is, where it's coming from, why we can't I mean, shake it. I, I've said it before, but um, and and even actually, um, someone raised. I can't remember. I was reading an article today about. Um, about Gabby's reaction to uh, Roy Keane, mm. um, Shea Given was saying that he had an instant dislike to him, and I think who Gabby had a dislike to Keane or yeah, the other way yeah, around. No, no, you know Gabby had a, an instant dislike to Keane, as did Delph. Yeah, and I think that for me had a real something about it. Like Keane's a real like he's a work ethic man. Like yeah. he, you put a sh- you put a shift in, or you're not in his team type thing. And and that for me said everything about Villa then and now even still. And I was hope I'd hoped that Terry would change that mentality. Um, and he seems to be with certain certain crews, uh, crews, certain like pit lads uh, in the uh, in the team. But others, well, I, I just, I you know Terry is. I had the same hopes, but we we've got a team of, effectively of captains here. Like, oh yeah. Chester's a captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. who, a captain. Who, who coincidentally didn't keep his head held high mm. for that Wolves <clears> game. <throat> no. He was one of the ones that was like, come on, pick your head up. Yeah. Go again. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because we, we do have leaders in that team now. Players who should have that, the 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 right mentality. I mean, it's we, just not rubbing off. We might be being a little unfair. I mean, we've had like quite a few clean sheets lately as well. Mm. Um, and went unbeaten in quite a few games that that told me Bruce has got us playing better and and, and I think and I think we said last time he finally worked out a shape mm. and a system we bought all these players that were great at the clubs they were at but they all, they were great in systems they were mm. at and we didn't have a system for them um, going back to the, the Gabby and the Roy Keane thing I think there is probably a culture problem that isn't that easy to shake away no. um, almost takes a bit of um, um Evolution rather than revolution, but with lots of Gabby, it sounds like Keen. I mean, he's very controversial in how he deals with things, and I think he had a big running with cleverly. I think around mm. his house, apparently. <laughs> but I, I think he um, ruffled feathers, and, and he doesn't think uh, twice about doing that. And I think people like Gabby were sat on massive money um, 
not scoring. I mean, let's face it. And I think he, he would have had a few words about these people who were seen, seemingly leading the dressing room. And he's thinking, hang on, I've won everything at Man U and I led this dressing room. This is a circus. I think, I think, I mean, I'm guessing, but I think a lot of it was to do with that. King went a bit over the top and he wasn't quite right. And I think even O'Neill said he was, um, even how he's at Ireland, he says, look, he wants to be a manager. He wants to take the reins. But um, he didn't do things necessarily in the right way. But I, I kind of stand by a few of those principles he's got. I mean, you'd want to you'd mm. want to listen to him. And I think people like Gabby and I think um, Delph and perhaps Cleverly, I think they, they were challenging that. That's going to have a reverberating effect around the team. Well, it wasn't Gabby's first offence either. I mean, he he, was, he didn't get on with Robert Deverne when uh, Gerard Houllier was here and he didn't like Houllier himself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, common denominator here. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, we, a, a lot, it's not just this podcast, but a lot of podcasts come to it time and time again. A lot of people in general, fans, just come to it. And he's done a lot for the club, but he's, he's, he's doing a lot wrong as well. He mm. can't... Where he stopped you, doing enough as well. That's it. Yeah, he stopped doing enough to uh, to hold his hold his place. I, I think, think, think the fans wised up to that mm. in recent season. I think they were getting a bit mm. fed up. Um, but interestingly, everyone everything's calmed down. But um, like n- nobody really mentions him anymore because no. he doesn't play. Obviously. I mean, I, I mean, I, he'll play. He'll play in a couple of weeks. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> he gets rolled out. Then <laughs> there's no one you want to see score for Villa more. I mean, he loves it. He loves yeah. it. But he just hey, he's never been prolific, and we. We wanted to be better than that in those seasons. I think he also fell in with the clan of Mika Richards, um, Jolene Lescott. They're all friends and we were just a sinking stone and it was kind of like, well, we want better than this, you know. Mm. Where's people fighting to get us out of it and he was out of shape and everything. I think Bruce has handled him quite well, actually. But he isn't, and I'm relatively pleased, he isn't um, he isn't making the bench, do you know what I mean? So he's uh, he's in and out of out of the squad, which yeah. I think... It's got to show promise for the youngsters as well that, that that's happening, that even yeah. someone of his... Uh, tenure is not making the the, uh, the squad, and and it shows that hard work is what Bruce is requiring from his team, mm. which I think is a positive thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so Stevie, you wouldn't you wouldn't put a uh, a um, you wouldn't put a prediction in for next week. Um, I'm going to put a prediction in, and I'm going to go one one at best. <laughs> we're usually the positive one. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it was all, um, it was all we were going to beat Wolves in two weeks, and I was the nervous one. Yeah. Um, I don't. I hate doing predictions. Um, I, I, I could see. Give it a go. Give it a go. I could see it being a draw. I think if I had to put my hat on it, I think I could see it being being one one. Um, don't think we got two goals. No, in, I, think, so. I, think, <laughs> I think one one. <laughs> um, I, I, maybe it's just reactive to the wall. I cannot at the moment see how we'd win that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's no real such thing as a comfortable game for us. No. Um, or they don't come around too often but I think Fulham are going to ask a few questions and I mean I did think at the start and, and a lot of this I think when we lost Taylor I thought oh god we're going to have to change we're forced into a change now um, now an international break can totally break up a momentum anywhere that you get from an unbeaten run or a good run yeah. um, but I just looked at the fixtures for October and I thought that they're three very very tough games um, I'd almost rather play Fulham away because more more for how we're set up. Um, you don't want to be going into the Birmingham game on the back of two losses. Um, and actually, actually, there's a there's a point I wanted to raise there. Um, for me, the, the fact that we played Wolves and played so lacklustre, I think that's going to really rile Birmingham up in a positive way for them. Well, I think if you, 
they're going to be like they're going to be have, have taken sat up and taken note of that. And whoever what's his, what's the new manager? Cottrell. Cottrell. Yeah, he's going to be like, look, lads, look, we can we can turn them over, and this could be the the turning point of our season. And I think it could be under him. Well, I watched them against Cardiff, and um, oh, I forgot you uh, you have a. A, a side allegiance there. Uh, I've got a Sky Sports subscription <laughs> and uh, I was sat doing nothing else. That's all it was. Yeah. I was rooting for Cardiff. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have said that start the season. But. <laughs> no, but but what I did notice, and it's probably with a view of the derby ahead, is they were they were hungrier and they and they were first to the ball and stuff. That could get you a long way in the championship. Wolves were obviously lucky, but they've got like a lot of quality as well. If we're not they also have uh, what's his name as as like a so, what is his not chairman um, Ronaldo's manager Jorge Jorge Mendes Mendes, Mendes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And kind of freelance footballers in from all <laughs> yeah. over Europe which but I mean I mean, I listened to the, um, the pre-match interview um, or press conference with Bruce and also the Wolves manager and he's he's like the championship version of Pep I mean he's he, you'd love to play for that manager he's very switched on he's bright I mean he's, he's excellent and, and, and they're playing for him I think I mean Wolves are you know I think they've got a far better squad than Birmingham but my point is that I think you can get a lot out of a game in the championship if you're first to the ball and you're hungry and I'm, we need to be up for that scrap mm. it's they're never good games of football Villa and Birmingham it's generally a bit you know um, which is what I thought this game the Wolves game would be like I thought oh it's just going to be it's going to be a tight game but it'll be like a one someone will nick it 1-0 something like that but I think the way Wolves play they're just they're like a European team you know, I mean, I th- and, and you won't get that from Birmingham, but I think um, we need to be up for the fight more to roll our sleeves up and dig in because um, we can keep the ball well, we can we can we can play well, but we need to show that side of us. We got it with Terry Chester as well, but you need that in the middle of the park and winning second balls th- that can help you in a derby. Yeah, um, and we're away from home, so you know if we if we took the lead or something, their crowd crowd would quieten down and stuff and make it difficult. But I think um, we need to show that side of us. I think yeah. uh, not even just for the derbies. I think you know the winter months when you've got a load of games coming thick and fast we need to get through a lot of those games that come um, in quick succession um, we need to share that mentality I think mm. okay well uh, predictions there we had 1-1 one, one from me 2-2 two, two. no 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one from me I don't see All right. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Stevie Green's giving me hand signals what's that 6-0 to the villa <laughs> oh. oh right okay yeah so Stevie's the positive one of this podcast 5-0 uh, yeah. Um, well, actually, back over to you, Stevie. I'm just want to talk about something uh, quite comical that uh, has been picked up in the media uh, today, which is uh, Pygate Two. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we we've both got a mutual friend. Yeah. And um, and he posted this. Well, he sent us a picture, didn't he? Yeah. On our social media um, about uh, the wolves' uh, pies that were uh, yeah sold basically. Um, now, I don't know if you know because I don't. I haven't asked him. But what is that? For the for listeners who haven't uh, seen it, it's basically a pie <laughs> with what can I can only describe as looks like a, a giant courgette, or like a, a Yankee candle, a Yankee candle. Um, the explanation, because I mean, all this is happening. It was in the Daily Mirror today. All this is happening. None of us have actually asked Gav what it is. <laughs> no, no. Have you actually seen this? No, I haven't. No, even I will seen show it. you after. We'll show you after. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, go and look it up. It's a pie with a courgette. No, it's not a pie. It's a pie with what looks like a giant courgette. It's or a like, urinal cake. Yeah, a urinal cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely Bright disgusting. Green. Yeah. 
And um, it's no yeah. chicken body pie at Villa Park, is it? No, it's not, no, no. <laughs> there are some good pies out there, actually. Some good stadiums, like lower league stadiums, have got some great pies. Um, Bolton away was my favourite, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> meat and potato pie. Oh, it's brilliant. And we got a last minute winner with Hitzelsberger. <laughs> Best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we need to uh, we need to get to the bottom of this. Gav, if you're listening, tell us what uh, tell us what uh, that what was actually in that pie because I believe you actually ate it. Did you genuinely yeah. did eat No, it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, yeah. Uh, well, I think unless anybody else has got any other comments, nope. Uh, that's it for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening to the Lions Raw podcast. If you uh, if you fancy giving us a review on iTunes, we'd be very much appreciated. Uh, but until next time, it's goodbye from me, James. Goodbye from me, John Joe. Goodbye from me, Stevie. Up, Up the, the villa. villa. Up the villa. <laughs>